We good? Yep. We're live. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this did, is what happens when I start. Did you lose count? Well, I, I didn't know what was going on. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to our weekly podcast oh, where normally DA opens and it goes very smoothly. <laughs> but today for uh, the Christmas spirit, we wanted to give you a little joy and uh, open up with uh, just a complete debacle <laughs> but uh so weekly podcast here at st andrews it's me josh we also have pastor da pastor bonnie hey. and the man behind the scenes jeff and uh we're excited el jefe we're excited to uh to have this podcast today we've got a lot planned we uh we've got the bobbleheads here with us today. Mm-hmm. Who do we have today? Bobbleheads are Eli and Adeline. They're the little bobbleheads where you can put a picture, put a picture in there. Oh, so okay. there's Adeline and, and Eli. And uh, the reason for that is because we're talking about joy. We're talking about love mm-hmm. and. Uh, Eli and Addie are two people that come to mind immediately for me when I think about joy and love. There we go. Uh, my, my beautiful children. And, uh, and so, uh, but before we dive into any of the joy and love, Jeff and I went to lunch yesterday and he yeah, posed. They didn't invite me. Did they invite you? He, uh, no, I wasn't around though. So. No, yeah, Bonnie was shopping and, and you'd already left. So. I had peanut butter and jelly. I hope y'all did better than we that. We did. Okay. I had a steak quesadilla from yeah. Qdoba and it was so good. But he asked uh, what I thought was just a great question um, for this season of Christmas. And, uh, and so I want to toss it over to Jeff to have him ask his question. And, and his answer is incredible. I absolutely loved his answer to it. But thought it might be fun for us to open this week talking okay. about that. Sure. So question is, what is y'all's uh, non-traditional family Christmas? Could be y'all do presents different. You do food different. What is something that's non-traditional that you guys do in your families? Hmm. Non-traditional. I was going to say that that's an interesting question because what is the tradition that we're being non-traditional for? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if we do it at our family every time, it's a tradition right. for that's us. True. So uh, let, so why don't you share your answer so it gives them time that, to yeah, think. Yeah, that's a good way to go I about it. I absolutely love, I love this tradition that your family has. Yep, so one of our traditions was we didn't want uh, everybody uh, spending time in the kitchen. We wanted more time with family, sitting around on the couch, conversing, laughing telling jokes stuff like that um with within our family um one i eat like a five-year-old so if it's healthy i'm out so i'm already, with you bro yeah i'm, I'm, I'm already there uh but yeah, you had a peanut got, butter and jelly sandwich you yeah. say yesterday with chips and salsa it's a combo i like but yeah so with with me like a five-year-old and people with the food allergies and everything else one of our non-traditional things that we do is we do a nacho bar for Christmas Eve. So, okay, that's not good enough. I need you to explain in detail this nacho bar. (laughs) Absolutely. My mouth is watering just thinking about my image. Absolutely. So we got big old... Just a big old deal of chips. Uh, my sister flies in from New York. She makes this queso that puts uh, chilies on, you know, on on notice. Uh, we have steak. We have chicken. We have uh, 
Jalapenos? Jalapenos. We've go. got baked beans. We've got black beans. We've got sour cream. We've got just the Guac. deluxe. Guacamole. Yeah. You name it. Nice. We've got it. And then also the little smokies because you can never have nachos without little smokies. So that that's interesting, number one, because I have seen people that will cover their table with, you know, a trash bag or something, and they just dump all the chips on it oh, and dump man. everything on there. I've always wanted to do that. So that was part of what I was wondering. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's really close to what I was thinking is I don't know that this is a necessarily a tradition of ours, but it's something we've started doing is if we're hosting the family, I uh, Robin loves to cook and she is our, our resident joke. She's a food snob, which is probably why every time I say, is there anything I can help you with? The answer is no. <laughs> uh, although she may let me uh, cook bacon or something, but uh a couple of years ago, we were having it, and I don't remember what was going on. It was just a busy time. And so the entree that we used, we got it from a restaurant. I think it was last year, we decided we are just gonna do Mexican. So yeah. from Ted's or Alfredo's or somebody, we just catered that in. And last night, we even had the conversation, we're gonna do brisket this year. I'm just gonna go to probably Ray's Barbecue. Ray, if you're watching, uh, <laughs> you owe me a shout out. Uh, and, and order a brisket. And the reason is Ray's is checking all the barbecue places there, meat by the pound, was much more affordable yeah. than other places. So nice. yeah. So I've had a, a 24 hours to think about this and haven't really been able to come up with a good answer. So there's a couple of answers. One is kind of the funny answer. Bonnie may not think this is funny, but like growing up, my like my family, everything was like, this is when we do it. This is where we do it. This is how we do it. This is what Scheduled we Scheduled and regimented. This time, and it's this way every single year. <clears throat> and uh, Bonnie's family at this time, it wasn't so much. And so I remember, I don't know if this was our first Christmas or early on, like, we, like it was like two days before Christmas. We still didn't know when we were going to her family's house, what we were doing. And then, you know, it's like we're going to eat at noon and we get there at noon and everyone's already eaten. And it's like pizza and little Smokies and shrimp and like just – all great food, but like non-traditional stuff that I wasn't used to, but I loved it. I, I thought this was great. And so, but we're in a weird season right now for us. We've lost um, all but one of our grandparents in the mm -hmm. last four years. And so we are in this season of trying to figure out what the new traditions are. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really like, that's part of why I've struggled with this. Cause when Jeff asked me, I was like, man, I don't know because I don't even know what any traditions we have at the moment because the last several Christmases have been so different for us of when we've done this and that um, because you know with the grandparents passing away that changes what Christmas Eve has looked like it changes what Christmas morning has looked like right. it changes what Christmas Day I'm like it literally everything has changed for us um, and so we don't really have any like solid traditions that I can think of certainly not anything non-traditional that I can think of, although I want to come up with some because I love the yeah. nacho bar idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of another idea, but I don't want to step on yeah, Bonnie's yeah. answer. Bonnie, have um, I forgotten something or am I missing something or did I make you mad? Cause no, you're just kind of being a, a Debbie Downer a little bit, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sad sack <laughs> Santa. <laughs> so um, one thing I do know of that has been consistent like my entire life, my dad's birthday is Christmas Eve. <laughs> Um, he's a Christmas Eve baby, and so one of the things that we have always 
done is um, he likes German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up thinking it was the grossest thing ever in the history of the world because it's it's <clears throat> chocolate cake. That part I'm fine with. But coconut. then you, you have this like coconut pecan yeah. frosting. And like five-year-old me, I'm looking at you, Jeff, eating like a five-year-old. No, that is that sounds like eesh, that's like eating hay. I don't know. Even now, I don't like coconut. On anything. Now I like it. Now I don't I like think the flavor great. and I don't like the texture. You I don't can't want to be on Survivor. Oh no, man! <laughs> there, there's a whole long list of reasons why I wouldn't last on Survivor, and coconuts is at the bottom of it. I'm not a camp out person. I'm not an outdoor person. There's, a, I can think of a hundred reasons why I wouldn't last on Survivor outside of coconuts. Mice. That would be. Fun. Oh my gosh! I am terrified of mice. Rodents. I can't do it. I will run out of the room. We've had screaming. I've we've had it. two mice in 18 years of marriage. We've had two mice in our oh. house, and Bonnie has taken care of both of them. It's, it's yep. <laughs> I think anyway. we need to take an offering and buy Josh a man card for Christmas. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. And these were two different houses. If we were to have more than one mm-hmm. mouse in a house, mm-hmm. I would burn the place down and move. You, you know what would take care of the mouse problem? What a snake. I thought you were about to say cats, and I was no, like, there's a, a, one thing I hate worse than mice, and it's cats. <laughs> yeah, I don't like snakes. <laughs> I can handle snakes a snake. Cute. Just so, take a shovel cute. to them. <laughs> mice are hard to catch with that shovel. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, so German chocolate cake is, <laughs> is our uh, tradition that we have every, every Christmas. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. So, so, yep. so I'm, I'm sure Jeff's family doesn't do this, and y'all are obviously traveling around, yeah. seeing both sides of the family. D- do you ever like have a formal sit-down no. meal? No. See, no. this this is yeah. this may be the non-tradition. Robin's family did. Oh. You know, I mean, they got out to China mm-hmm. and they ate uh, a, a sit-down, all the food on the table, past the potatoes. Yeah, we we eat on paper thing. plates and. <laughs> well, we did last year, but a couple of years ago, I actually told Robin. I said, I want to eat. Uh, on China for yeah. Christmas this year. And she, in the loving way my wife is, why? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's because, you know, when we got married, buying China pattern was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And our China has a silver uh, ring around the edge of it, so you can't put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You have to hand wash it. And she's like, that's just, I said, I will wash all Aww. the dishes. I just want for once our children to have that experience yeah. and then okay, i guess the next year we ordered mexican food <laughs> so yeah, the, the fine china that our kids eat on every once in a while is uh, is it called corel <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah. the fine china in our we house. We started out with the good stuff early in our marriage, but then after you break a couple plates and then you have kids, you're like, "What is that stuff that doesn't break again?" And then I don't Mel Mac, <laughs> and I don't like the heaviness yeah, of it. Yeah. Okay, we're heavy. we're gonna get carried away in Sorry. this. And leave <laughs> some comments. That's, you a, got some that's a great question. Non-traditional though. traditions and, and so in your family. All of you watching, if you don't have a question. Uh, Text in, type in your non-traditional yeah. and tradition. Jeff, Jeff will uh, will make us aware of those things, yeah. and we'll we'll share those with everyone. If you've got we some actually, of that stuff. we actually already have We've one got, in. All right, what what do we got? So Tierra Roberts, uh, she texted that they're non-traditional. What they do is they make homemade fry bread oh. and beans for Christmas Eve. Afterwards, they do a midnight prayer and a song. 
which is awesome. That. If y'all don't know Tierra, Tierra is our church secretary and uh, is a proud Native American and advocate for Native American education. We learn so much and she's patient she's with our so. questions. And uh, back in 22, when we did a thing here at the church, she and her mom I think it was. Yeah, it was the 29th birthday. Came and cooked all the fry bread for yeah. us, and it was oh, wonderful. So, so good. Thank you for sharing that, Tara. Absolutely. And then we so, got uh, Christy Sullivan. She says yeah. that they do lasagna. <gasps> okay. Now, Sullivan is an nice. Irish name, and there we're getting Italian food. So that is a non-traditional tradition. Thank you, Christy, yeah. for, for sharing that. I love me that. some lasagna. Yeah. I lo- you know, lasagna is good. It's just a high-maintenance food. That's why I never cook it. Well, I mean, I, I cook it. It's work. I cook it because you can buy it frozen at Sam's. Stouffer's. Throw it in the oven for an hour or whatever Members it is. Members mark. And boom, you you've got it. So remain expectant. Remain expectant. We're talking about joy this last Sunday. Right. We're heading into love this last Sunday of Advent. Walk us through. I, I so here, here's one of the things Sunday. that that scripture I read from Second Corinthians. I actually loved it because Paul is writing a church that he's always correcting. I mean, they're new believers. They're not grounded in the Judeo part of Judeo-Christian tradition. Uh, And three times in just a few verses, he talks about, this gave me joy, this gave me joy. And the first was when Titus came. And my thought was, there are some people in the world, just their very presence, (laughs) we experience joy. And and I'm just wondering if y'all have people that came to mind that that would do what, and, and what it is about them that gives you joy when you see them. I'll let you go first. But I have to think. Oh, well. <laughs> you go first. Uh, you've had it all day to think. Okay, fine. Now, one of the first persons that came to my mind as I was thinking about this is Bonnie's yeah. grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's, um, yeah. And it's because she's just such a joyful person. She's just mm. a joy to be around. She's excited when you come around. You know, um, she's not like, oh, why are you guys here? Like, there's like a, a, a joy about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, these last couple of years have been hard for our family and for her. And she's just maintained this joyful spirit throughout it all. And she's such a cool lady. She, um, her, her mom passed away when she was about eight years old, giving birth to her uh, baby sister. Um, And they lived out in southwestern Oklahoma in a teeny, teeny, tiny little town called Port. Um, And they had a farm there. And so my mom basically, not my mom, my grandmother, um, she's like a mom to me. uh, She basically grew um, up raising her baby sister. Had a lot, you know, had a lot of tragedy in their life. Um, Their neighbors across the street were um, the Lucases. uh, Bonnie and Pat Lucas were their names. And so that's my, my namesake is from from their neighbor that kind of helped out and um, helped raise them too. Um, But yeah, so she's had um, lots of tragedy in her life, Mm -hmm. lots of hard things. Her first husband died um, when he was in his 50s. And um, then she met um, my grandpa, her second husband, and they were able to stay married for... It's like 30 years, wasn't it? I don't know. It's from the 90s. How? I can't remember. It was 30 years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so the number um, 27 comes to mind for some reason. So I don't know. know. We've been 96. Um, She's probably going to be watching this going. It was this. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so she's one of those people who's had tragedy throughout her life but is still able to maintain such a spirit yeah. of joy. Yeah, and joy so, yeah. does not mean the absence, like peace doesn't mean the absence of conflict. Mm-hmm. Joy doesn't mean hard things don't happen. Yeah, I, the scripture I think of is consider it pure joy, my friends, when, when trials and tribute. Yeah, in James like, chapter one. Joy, you know, and you've, you've talked about, you know, it's a choice. And 
Um, it's looking beyond our circumstances and trusting God and, and all those things. And it, that is that joy is evident in her life. Absolutely. Yeah. So she was the first person I thought of. So yeah, that's who came to your mind too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of two different groups of people. One, there's a guy that was a pastor in the Oklahoma conference when I came into ministry that I just kind of, in some way, I don't want to say I idolized him. I just really admired him. Mm-hmm. And what I admired was his unabashed, unashamed ability to worship, knowing that other people would be critical of him because, you know, he, he would raise his hands. And uh, his name was Russell Cheatham. Russell's retired from ministry now. But he's a guy, if you met him, every he just, his phrase was, well, praise the Lord. Uh, in fact, I got a... a a text from a mutual friend of ours, Kyle Cantrell. He goes, now, what was that guy's name? That was all, you know, Russell, just his love for God. You know, when, when I'm in the presence of Russell, number one, I feel joyful. But number two, I, I am ashamed to even think of some of the things that, that I have done. I just, he is so pure of heart. Mm-hmm. He does that. On the opposite end, and uh, y'all know sometimes I get together with friends from the youth group and and the church Uh we had growing up and being with them it's not that we all believe the same thing because probably by far i am the most conservative (laughs) of of that bunch but there's no judgment there's no dissension we just acknowledge we don't always agree but uh being with them does more good for my soul than i can express you know their presence gives me joy that's awesome that's really cool. The other thing that you you'd talked about, not only is it people, but also news that you right. shared. Um, and, and I know one of the things that, that you've asked is, you know, what's what what news do we receive that brings us joy? And I immediately, you know, my, my first thought is always superficial level. <laughs> I spent a lot of my time there when the thunder win, you know, when SGA yeah. hit the game winner the other night, it brought me so much joy. Now, I know that that's probably more happiness than joy, because if he had missed the shot, I would not have had joy, and mm-hmm. joy is up outside of that. But in sense of joy, anything my kids, when my kids um, do something that, um, that you know, is them living their faith out um, and making decisions and thinking of others, and, um, you know, there's just things that they do at times where you're like, you know what, I don't know that we haven't, we haven't totally messed them up. Like mm-hmm. we had no idea what we were doing as parents and we still had struggle we? with two teenagers <laughs> yeah. knowing what we're doing. Still but every once in a while, more times than not, they, they'll do something, say something where I'm like, man, that brings me so much joy because it, it means that even in my failures as a parent, God is still faithful in, in helping mm-hmm. us guide mm-hmm. and, and teach and parent our, our kids. I, I can relate to that in, in a couple of ways. In my response to the, the Thunder winning uh, my oldest son, Garrett, uh, we used to go to OU football games, and I just remember the year that uh, it was a Bedlam game. OU was behind the whole game, went to overtime, and OU wins in overtime. So the only time they won, or the only time they were ahead, is at the end of the game. And just mm-hmm. sharing that with Garrett. I mean, uh-huh. that's that's yeah. a memory we have that we still talk about. Or a, a Thunder game that, uh, you know, yeah, we want our team to win, but let's be honest, we're coming out of a season where they lost a lot, but we – share that with family i mean i know when you're watching it you're watching that with your kids yeah, and, yeah. you know i don't know if bonnie watches it with you and and i would guess if you do it's because that's your family yeah and and that becomes 
a, a joy thing. And yeah, she so, cares because we care. Ex- exactly. I mean, I cared a lot whenever um, Durant and West, Westbrook and Harden were there. We don't like, speak those names around no, here. No, hey, man, listen. We, we speak St. Russ. Listen. I'll be cheering against him and Harden on Thursday night yes, when they will. come to town. It was a beautiful time in Oklahoma City history. It was, it was really beautiful. So, so but, the, you know, when you're talking about your kids being believers, see, I, I get that. Yeah. And, and that really is related to what Paul wrote in to the Corinthians is he had been harsh with them in a letter. We don't know what the letter says yeah. because it's not in the canon. Right. Uh, but he says, I was harsh to you. But when Titus came back, Titus immediately gave them joy. But then he says, and then when he shared the news that you had received the correction I gave and you chose not to get angry, not to be hurt. Instead, you repented of what was going on you know, spiritual development. And that's obviously there's a reason we call it good news. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that, that's the best news we, we ever have. And, and I love those times in, in family when we can talk about faith or you see your own children making decisions. Maybe this doesn't happen at the coach house, but, but your kids make a Christian decision that may be a little more mature than the ones I make. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if y'all get that. It's like, man, they didn't get that from me. They didn't get it from their mother. They must have a direct line to Jesus. And yeah. that's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you say joy is a choice, what does that look like? What does that mean? Oh, gosh. Um, I think... Sometimes it looks like I am choosing to be joyful because I will not choose to be despondent or uh, in despair. You know, doesn't mean I'm not sad, but I I will choose joy. I, you know, Martin Luther King, I think, is one that had the statement, I choose love because hate is too heavy of a burden to bear. Mm, yeah. I, I, I choose to be joyful because it is... You know, we, we read about that in the scripture and the scripture that comes to mind is when it says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. You know, if I'm in a hard time, I choose not to be despondent or despair. I choose to be joyful because that's going to give me strength. That, that's part of what I think about. How about yeah. y'all? Yeah. So I think a lot of times when we think about this idea of choosing joy, um, it comes with the, the thought that maybe there's some uh, we're being blind to hardships or naive to difficult things. positivity type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah where it's yeah. like, we're just gonna pretend that these things aren't happening. Um, and and I, it, it's in fact, it's the opposite of that. It's kind of like forgiveness isn't saying something is okay. Mm-hmm. It's saying what you did isn't okay, and yet I'm not gonna hold it over you. Choosing joy isn't saying, oh, this thing that, that I'm dealing with in life is awesome. I absolutely love it. It's, it's not that. And it reminds me, that fake, that fakeness reminds me of the old direct TV commercials from a few years back where um, people were pouring coffee on themselves and, aha, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like that's the image of joy I think we sometimes get um, when we're saying it's a choice uh, and it's not dependent on circumstances. But that's not it at all. It's recognizing that things are hard. But it's a perspective. It's recognizing that God is sovereign, that God is at work in all things and is bigger right. than yeah. those things. And so we can choose joy because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it goes along, um, goes hand in hand with gratitude in a lot of ways. Like you, um, yeah. you, you choose to be joyful for what you have at that, at that very moment. And really I'm thinking about like... Um, in, in times in my life when there has been somebody um, 
like a, somebody that I cared about who was dying. Um, and you don't like it. You don't see what's happening. I mean, you see what's happening. You don't, you don't like what you see. Um, but you're joyful for the, for each day. You're joyful for each moment that you get to have with them. Um, and, um, that's, that's not happiness at Mm -hmm. all. Like I'm not happy seeing, you know, somebody that I care about going through this difficult thing, but I am joyful for the fact that this is something that I can hold on to. Um, and I'll take whatever I can get and, and be grateful for it. You know, I I remember my grandfather, D young called him Pappy, Mm -hmm. um, you know, lived well into his nineties. And I remember I would go visit him. He actually lived in a trailer in my mother's backyard. That's Mm -hmm. what he chose to do. And when we would go visit him, Whenever it was time to leave, he never said, I wish you could stay longer or, you know, beg us to stay longer. He just said, I'm so glad you come to see me. Mm-hmm. And, and part of what I learned from that is um, there are things in my life that I used to enjoy greatly. You know, when I was doing campus ministry, I loved playing volleyball with college mm-hmm. students. Absolutely. I loved the physical activity. I loved the competition. I loved the camaraderie. I, I loved all of that. I, I gave up jumping a long time ago, you know. Uh, Me too. Amen. I just, you know, I had somebody, I bumped into a, a, a friend who used to be a pastor at the church I played volleyball at. He's like, you said, I said, no, Bill, I gave up jumping a long time ago. And so what I do is I don't look back at the, and go, God, life is so unfair. You know, I can't run anymore. I can't mm-hmm. jump anymore. You know, whatever hair's hanging on is turning gray. You know, I just, I enjoy whatever stage of life I'm in. Mm-hmm. And every stage has its blessings and every stage has its challenges. It's funny how when you're a kid, you can't wait to get older. And when yeah. you're older, you wish you were younger. Yeah. I, I don't do that. I just kind of enjoy whatever station of life God has blessed me to have life in. Yeah, absolutely. So this week, week four of Advent, and we're now, if you're following along in the Advent study, uh, we are reading all about love this week. And one of the passages that, uh, it's multiple places, we learn in Scripture that God is love. Mm-hmm. First so, John. Yeah, so one of the things that I think about with that, I know it's important, I know it's significant, and I haven't fully come up with, a, I think, a good answer for this. I'm still kind of wrestling with it. I know it matters. But what difference does it make in saying God is love versus saying God is loving? What, what's the distinction there? Because I think, I think there is one. I think it mm-hmm. is important. I think, it's, um, you know, I think there's a deeper level. And I, like I said, I, I'm still wrestling with how to, to think about this. But mm-hmm. I wanted to get your all's thoughts. When we say God is love, yeah. what, why does that matter versus just saying that God loves us or God is loving? I've got thoughts. I mean, do you have thoughts you want to share? I, um, when I think about it, I think about the fact that where, where love is God's present in a way. And the reason I bring that up is because, um, when I first became a Christian, I, we started, um, going as, um, students to, um, something called chrysalis. Um, it's like the walk to Emmaus Mm -hmm. is for teenagers. Yeah. For teenagers. Um, and it was such a surprising thing for me, especially coming from the background that I've come in, came in not really um, being a follower of Jesus to be surrounded by the love of God, especially like people that didn't even know you Mm -hmm. um, were like praying for you. People that didn't even know you were, were serving you and and thinking of you and, um, and were there for you. And so that I think of 
those things. And I think of like, you know, in their love, um, God's presence was there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think of when I think of God as love. I just think that God is, you know, when you say I love you and you mean it and, and, um, then God is right there and is present in that way as well. Um, obviously there, there are ways that you can say the terms, I love you mm-hmm. and, and not be, um, something that God is there. Um, but, um, yeah. So, so, <laughs> you know, my, my thought, and, and I would get this wrong if I tried to give an explanation based on the English language, but when the statement is God is loving, that mm-hmm. seems to be a statement that is based on God's activity mm-hmm. that, you know, for God so loved the world, he, yeah, it, it, it's almost like loving is what God does. We're saying God is love. It's not what God does. It's who God is. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I haven't had a long time to think about this, but what goes along with that is because God is love, he can't do anything that is not loving. Mm-hmm. That even when we think of God in judgment, mm-hmm. it's based in justice, it's based in, in love. And, and because God is love, he does not wish any to perish. Uh, that then becomes our decision for, for how we want to live. I, and and I, I appreciate the question because in trying to think of how to preach this on Sunday morning, yeah. I'm like, Love is such a vast <laughs> thing to do, well, and yeah, it's but so it's funny. also, you know, how do you br- break that down? Well, and it's so funny because, you know, three of the Advent words are words that we preached on during our Remain Fruitful series. <laughs> yes. You know, you, you yeah. talked about that. Love, with, joy, with, peace. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like, um, I, I think it's always important to, to come at it from different angles. And that's something that I've just kind of thought through. And I love the, the phrase that it's not just what god does but it's who god is Mm -hmm. and i know that that's significant i know that's important i don't know that i can verbalize really why or what difference it makes but i know it makes a difference Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that helps Uh, anyone at all but that's what i've been wrestling with as i've been thinking about yeah and and i'm sitting here trying to think through this you know god is love that's definitive If, if you want to know love you have to know god because god is love but god is also loving God cannot act in any way that is inconsistent with God's character. That is not where we are. You know, we, I can be loving at times inconsistently with our character. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, I mean, that's kind of what comes to my mind. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Bonnie, what do we got going on this week? Uh, We've got a lot of things coming up in the next few days. So what are some of those things? Um, So yeah, we've got a big week ahead. It is um, almost Christmas. And so Christmas Eve is Sunday, and we'll have um, the uh, early morning service at 10. I guess that's not really early. It's early depending on. (laughs) Mid-morning. I I was going to say, we're calling it our fourth Sunday Advent because we've celebrated the other three. We're going to celebrate the fourth. Okay, so our Advent service is at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. One one service. We're not not having two, just one service. And what are you doing with the the kids that morning? yeah. Um, So in children's church, we're going to have a birthday party for Jesus. So bring your children. um, If you don't want them to have cupcakes... Maybe, I don't know. Don't I'll take them. an extra if there are any left. <laughs> yeah. Send them down my way. I'll, I'll take it away from them if you really want me to. I will. I can't promise they'll be happy about it. Cream cheese um, So 10 o'clock, one service, <laughs> fourth week of Advent, yes. birthday party for Jesus. Birthday party for Jesus And then what's the going kids. on the rest of the, the day? Um, we've got the kid-friendly Christmas Eve service at 3 p.m., um, followed by a 5 p.m. Christmas Eve and candlelight service. There will be candlelight at the kids' Christmas Eve 
kid-friendly Christmas and, Eve services and as well. But I will say this. I, I got to be a part of some of the discussion on what the 3 o'clock service is going to look yeah. like. Big and surprise. if you have kids, and I would say even if you don't, if you're a kid at heart, come to the 3 o'clock service. It's going to be a blast. Uh, it'll be my first Christmas Eve, Bonnie's first Christmas Eve in the sanctuary yeah. last yeah. year we were in the gym we're in the gym um and so we've got <laughs> we've got some joy. great things planned for the kids yeah. um in that service it's going to be black only about 45 minutes long it'll right. be short uh will be some christmas music and then uh we've got some fun stuff planned for the families so yes. if you have kids if you don't have kids and you want to be a part of a fun kind of non-traditional way of celebrating mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. Uh, three o'clock service is going to be great. And then obviously like loud and wonder and um, joyful Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously five yeah. and 11 will be the traditional candlelight yeah. communion service. Right, we'll have communion at all three services. Powerful and yes. awesome as well. Orchestra, oh, candlelight, spirited singing. Get here early at five o'clock. It's going to be room to room. If you want to sit with your family, you know, yeah, we didn't spot. even yeah, we didn't even address the fact that we're in the sanctuary today. If, oh, yeah. if you've been watching every week, you may wonder, well, where are they? Because I don't know what this looks like on the screen. We're not in our normal studio today, which is Jeff's office. Uh, he set us up here in the sanctuary in front of the center. Christmas tree, and yeah, his, and, all the sound equipment we use is being used on Sunday morning. And I said, well, let's oh. just podcast from the yeah. worship center. So nice. join us this Sunday, ten, three, five, and eleven. Uh, it's going to be great. New Year's uh, Eve, we'll have our two normal services, 9 and 10.30. There won't be Sunday school for the next two weeks. We'll start that back up in the new year on January 7th. So uh, next week, no podcast? No podcast next week. But two weeks from today, tell us what we got well, planned. Well, we, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of recap 2023 because we have seen God do some really amazing things here at St. Andrews. And it's always nice to put that in perspective and say, let us show you what God has done. So it has the potential of probably going a little longer than it might go a little longer in two yeah. weeks. So you guys have a Merry Christmas. We will see you Sunday, hopefully. All our services will be streamed online as well. So you, if you're out of town, if you're with family, if you're not able to be here, you can still join us online. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks back here at the pod on the podcast. You guys have a great Tuesday.